I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. On this podcast, I explore topics in digital marketing for jewelry designers and retailers, including branding, content, email, events, social media, and more. This is episode 75, and today I'm going to be doing part two of a three-part series where I'm answering questions that jewelry entrepreneurs send me about marketing and conducting business in the time of coronavirus. I'll be answering three questions at a time, unless I get more questions. If you'd still like to submit a question, you can always email me Larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A, at joyjoya.com, and I'll do my best to answer it. I'm really excited to announce that I recently started a private Facebook group called the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Community. In this group, jewelry entrepreneurs will be sharing their marketing wins and helping each other brainstorm solutions to marketing challenges. I'll be moderating the conversation and also offering my own advice and insights. The group is free to join. Simply visit facebook.com slash groups slash jewelry marketing community to request access. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash jewelry marketing community. And I look forward to seeing you there. And finally, to better support you, I'm temporarily shifting my free 30-minute consultations to strategy calls because I want to be a resource and supportive partner for you during this time. I'm also spending way too many hours cooped up in my home office, so I selfishly need some human interaction. For the foreseeable future, you can book a call with me by visiting joyjoya.com and using the appointment scheduler on the bottom right corner of my homepage. I'll give you actionable tips and advice during that call that you can use for free without obligation. Before we get started with our topic for the day, I wanna share some news and research from the past week that caught my attention. First, McKinsey shared a report exploring the impact of the coronavirus crisis on the luxury goods sector. They write, quote, Time and again, the luxury industry has proved capable of reinvention. We are confident about the sector's long-term potential, but some brands will emerge from the crisis stronger, while others will struggle to preserve the integrity of their business, end quote. So what are some of the recommendations that they have? Well, first, they recommend reviewing your 2020 inventory and rethinking your 2021 collections. If you have a lot of unsold inventory from 2020, you'll want to start getting creative about selling it without resorting to steep discounts, which can definitely weaken brand equity. They also suggest using extra inventory to reward loyal customers with gifts or other types of giveaways. Now, while this suggestion might not work for all jewelry brands, I think it's still a great one as a creative prompt because it can really get you thinking about what you can do with any leftover inventory from the year. 
Next, they recommend investing in digital marketing, of course, which can help enhance engagement with consumers and boost online sales. In addition, they recommend assessing the strength of your supply chain and adjusting your approach to merchandising. As a long-term strategy, they recommend putting omni-channel, which we've been talking a lot about on this podcast, at the center of your sales and marketing model. And they suggest increasing personalization efforts in digital marketing. All great tips and insights from McKinsey. In another article from Campaign US titled, E-commerce is only going to accelerate in the wake of the coronavirus crisis, the author made a particularly good point that I wanted to call out. She writes, dissatisfied customers should be your greatest opportunity. Customers will never be satisfied, I'm sorry to say, since they'll always be craving something better, faster, and easier when it comes to e-commerce shopping. In the past, you may have felt discouraged by the overwhelming dominance of Amazon in the e-commerce space. However, the reality right now is that Amazon hasn't been able to fulfill orders in a timely manner, and they're even running out of inventory simply because they just can't keep up with consumer demand. Just because a retailer is a giant today doesn't mean they're going to be a giant tomorrow. Use this time to embrace your underdog identity and think about the things that make customers frustrated and unhappy. Do what you can to fill in those gaps and emerge a winner at the end of all this. I also really loved looking at the COVID-19 Commerce Insight, which was created in partnership with MRSYS and Good Data. It's a map that puts up-to-date consumer data in the hands of business owners, and they actually draw upon a billion engagements and 400 million consumer transactions across 120 countries. Recently, on April 9th, they posted an update specifically about luxury and fashion e-commerce brands in the United States, and they found that this sector in particular has actually seen a 20% increase in over-revenue overall revenue in just the past seven days, and that consumers are, quote, splurging even more than normal on luxury and fashion items these past few weeks, end quote. Some really good news for jewelry brands there. If you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up, and you'll get a digest with the links whenever a new episode drops. Okay, let's get down to answering some questions. My first question is, how will consumers' shopping habits change after the quarantine period? Well, I foresee consumer shopping habits changing in three major ways. One, they're going to spend more money at businesses in their local communities. Two, they're going to feel even more comfortable shopping online. And three, they're going to support mostly direct-to-consumer brands when they do shop online. We can obviously watch the news to see how the coronavirus outbreak is affecting the world, but we relate to it most when we experience the effects within our local communities, since it hits us on a truly emotional level. 
we notice our favorite restaurants and local shops closing. I know that I'm personally doing everything I can to support my favorite local businesses because I still want them to be there when all of this is over. I'm ordering goods online when possible and getting food delivered to my home. I've noticed many of my friends and neighbors are doing the same. And I think that sentiment will actually continue at least through the end of this, this year. As a jewelry business owner, if you already have an identity within your local community, then now's definitely the time to start connecting with your community members and supporting them. They will definitely support you in return, at least from what I've seen. Of course, many consumers are now shopping online in order to avoid going to the store. Online shopping definitely wasn't abnormal before the coronavirus outbreak, but I believe it will become the new normal, especially for the boomer generation. As consumers begin to fully embrace and realize the convenience of online shopping, they will be more likely to shop for something online first before they go to the store. Alternatively, they will start to seek out more buy online, pick up in store options, and that's abbreviated as BOPIS. If you've ever seen that acronym before, now you know what that means. So they can shop for products from the comfort of their own home and then conveniently pick up their order when they're already out running errands or they're commuting home from work. Now that many people are re re truly realizing how annoying it can be to run to the store and not find many things that you need, I'm looking at you, toilet paper. They want to check inventory or research their best options before they go to the store and waste their time. Finally, direct-to-consumer brands will truly have an opportunity to shine. With more consumers shopping online, they'll be likely to stumble across new direct-to-consumer brands that currently only have e-commerce storefronts. According to a blog post from AdRoll, quote, Brands like Number 2, which, which sells toilet paper directly to consumers, are seeing a major lift from coronavirus. As consumers shift more of their spending from in-person to online, direct-to-consumer brands are likely to get a significant boost. It may even be enough to fully transition these brands from the quirky underdogs to major household names." End quote. Personally, I know that I've shopped direct-to-consumer in the past month more than I have in recent memory, memory, buying things like candles and honey directly from the businesses that make them instead of relying on Amazon because Amazon just doesn't have a lot of things right now. And if you've seen their shipping times, they're a little bit nuts. With many of the major e-commerce players posting shipping delays and losing stock of essential and even nice to have items, it's sometimes better to just go straight to the source and support those direct-to-consumer brands. If you're a direct-to-consumer e-commerce jewelry brand, then now's definitely the time to seize the opportunity and make a splash with your brand. Next question. How should jewelry brands ap approach social responsibility during this time? How can I let my customers know that I'll be donating proceeds from my sales to a nonprofit organization? The best way for any brand, not just jewelry brands, to approach social responsibility is through transparency and sincerity. If you don't feel compelled to give back in some way for whatever reason, 
no judgment here, then don't force the gesture because today's customers are savvy and can see through your disingenuousness. However, if you do feel genuinely motivated to give back by donating a portion of your profits, by manufacturing and donating masks and hand sanitizer, or by doing anything else, then you definitely should not hesitate. That's not even a question. Definitely move forward with your social responsibility strategy. The best way to let customers know that you'll be donating a portion of your sales to a nonprofit organization is to communicate with them across multiple platforms through social media, on video, in email marketing, on your website, or in a blog post. If you're going to be supporting a lesser known organization, then you'll definitely want to provide some background information to increase consumer trust. In your communications, you'll want to be completely transparent about your actions and the motivation behind them. In addition, you'll want your message to come from the heart and soul of your brand. Forget what you think you should be saying and say what you feel instead. For example, my client Julie Lamb has decided to donate 25% of her sales to two different organizations, a global organization called UN Foundation's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund for the World Health Organization, a bit of a mouthful, and also a local organization called the NYC COVID-19 Response and Impact Fund. Customers, when they check out, have the opportunity to decide which organization they'd like to support with their dollars, if they have a preference. Julie filmed a short video of herself describing why she chose these two organizations, and then she shared that video in a number of ways. She shared it in a blog post, on Instagram, and on YouTube. I notice now that many other jewelry designers are opting to donate to an organization called No Kid Hungry. I simply just Googled the phrase brands give back during coronavirus and I got a plethora of search engine results that gave me a lot of ideas about the ways brands are giving back in all different industries, not just fashion and jewelry. But you can get really inspired if you simply do some Googling and see how others are communicating their message. If now's the first time you're really considering social responsibility, then I actually invite you to dig a little bit deeper. Ask yourself questions like, in general, how can we operate more ethically? And how can we make this a true part of our brand identity? And the last question for today, I have a pretty short answer, but I think there's not a lot to be said, so I'm gonna get straight to the point. How can jewelry brands promote a non-essential product without seeming insensitive? And how can you sell jewelry without a hard sell? The answer is simple, don't sell. Instead, focus on building community and taking the time to truly step into your brand identity, which is the personality of your business. The same way your personality is the intangible essence of you. When I say don't sell, I don't mean just like close down your e-commerce shop, but stop it with the hard sell messaging and let customers come to you. How does your brand identity respond in times of pressure and uncertainty? How does it care for its customers and its local community? How can it inspire and motivate others breathing positivity into the world? 
without actually asking anyone to buy from you, your brand can be its true self, which will naturally attract the right customers. Even if they're not able to buy from you right now for whatever reason, they will continue to hover in your orbit and buy when the time is right. Believe that your brand can shine and that it can be a force for good. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Again, if you have a question you'd like to submit for the next two episodes, email me, Larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A, at joyjoya.com. As a reminder, I'm temporarily shifting my free 30-minute consultations to strategy calls because I want to be a resource and supportive partner for you during this time. For the foreseeable future, you can book a call with me by visiting joyjoya.com and using the appointment scheduler on the bottom right-hand corner of the homepage. I'll give you actionable tips and advice during that call that you can use for free without obligation. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.